Welcome to a very somber week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your number one podcast for badass witches and the vampires who drag them down. My name is Claire, and I'm joined by my co-host Beth, and we are here to discuss the episode Fool Me Once. Episode 14, we've arrived here already. It's hard to believe. I know. Uh, 14 episodes, man. And I actually was surprised how early in the season the events of this episode were, because it felt like more of an end of the season thing so i guess i've forgotten a bunch of crazy stuff that must happen in the next 10 episodes yeah no this definitely felt like a season finale to me Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of episodes feel like season finales on this show and when you get to the actual season finale it's out of control yeah i believe it this was the first episode that I actually cried during, so mm. I feel like I've kind of turned into a corner in my fandom right now. Oh, yeah. I have spent a lot of tears on this show. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed to say it. It really knows how to pull your heartstrings. So let's get into it. Uh, we had both kind of forgotten that the last episode ended with both Bonnie and Elena getting kidnapped. So that was pretty fun. Uh, we start off with Elena lying in a hotel bed and waking up and seeing uh, bartender Ben of the Mystic Grill and he's like taking a snooze while working guard duty so she's like ooh I'm gonna try to sneakily get out of here and she kind of looks around to see if there's something she can use as a weapon and she contemplates the clock radio which looks like it was made in 1982 (laughs) but then decides it would not be a good enough bludgeon so she tries to just tiptoe out the door Yeah, so she makes it to the door and is super careful not to um, make too much noise when she's unlocking it. And she actually gets all the way to the door, but as soon as she opens it, I think Anna is on the other side. Is that true? Wait, no, I'm wrong. Well, first, uh, Ben wakes up from his cat nap when I guess his super vampire hearing alerts him that she like undid the chain lock. Mm-hmm. So he zooms up and is like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Ha 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 ha. That's right. I can't keep everything straight with everything <laughs> else that went down during this episode. Well, Ben, this is a, episode is a real showcase for like the fact that Ben of the Mystic Grill is the stupidest fucking character on this entire show full of dumbasses. <laughs> so, he really is. He brings it to the next level. He stops Elena from escaping and then tries to compel her. And he's like, you won't try to escape. You won't even move. Do you understand? And of course, Elena's wearing her necklace. So she's like, ah, yes, I understand. I am compelled. Good job, bro. So he turns his back for a second and she slams the door open and starts to run out. But unluckily for her, Anna is coming in right at that moment. So she's thwarted. Yeah. Good job, Elena. (laughs) I know. Well, Well, she tried. I know. I was happy with her performance there. Yeah. So Anna, like, throws her in the room, is like, what's up, bitch? You ain't getting out. And they throw her into the bathroom, and she's very frustrated and kind of, like, huffs and puffs for a minute, and then turns, and, like, the camera pans down, and Bonnie is just passed out in the bathtub. I know, poor Bonnie. Oh, my goodness. Elena was like, what the hell? And she was probably there for quite a while longer than Elena. Yeah, because Ben, like smacked her over the head on their date which i i guess the previous night so she'd been there all night i think so elena rushes over to bonnie and was like girl like get up so she has a cut on her forehead presumably where ben punched her over the head to make her pass out so he could drag her to this cds motel um 
And luckily, Bonnie comes around after Elena kind of like puts a wet towel on her head and she's like, where are we? What's going on? And Elena reminds Bonnie that the vampires have super hearing, so they turn on the water so that they can kind of discuss what's going on. Yeah, and basically she just fills her in on the fact that this new vampire duo in town wants to use her to open the tomb because she's a witch and because it's her ancestress's grimoire that will open it. And Bonnie is like, wait, rewind. Like, what is this grimoire? Why don't, why is this the first I'm hearing of it? Yeah. Like, nobody at any point during, like, the last two episodes of Grimoire Talk bothered to, like, mention it to Bonnie, who is A, a witch, and B, descended from the person who owned the grimoire. I know. She's, like, a key character here. Why is everyone keeping this from her? Yeah. That's kind of a theme throughout the show is that Bonnie is just kind of forgotten and left out of the loop a lot which is very frustrating absolutely for us and her especially because she's the best i love bonnie yeah so they're kind of chilling out in the bathroom trying to have a secret conversation but then ben and anna storm in and are like nope we're gonna take you in here for a minute yeah so ben is pretty much like um i have elena here because i knew that bonnie wouldn't just help us open the grimoire without any sort of bait so he's kind mm-hmm. of dangling elena to get bonnie to adhere to their wishes of helping to open the tomb yep and uh while this is all happening uh stefan of course realized uh, in the last episode that anna had kidnapped elena so he's freaking out he doesn't know where she is yeah he's been like searching the streets all night <laughs> yeah. looking for her he's just like been walking around going elena elena <laughs> and it was unsuccessful surprise surprise <laughs> yeah, so he goes home and goes to damon who's just like sitting there brooding and is like i know that you talked to anna so you probably know where she is can you please tell me she has elena Damon's pouting because he got uh, tricked by Stefan and Elena last week. And so he is just like, no, I'm not going to help you. P.S. I hope Elena dies. I know. He's, yeah, he like prefaced it like, and I mean this with the utmost sincerity. I hope Elena dies. That is way harsh, Ty. I know. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, so he's having a pity party for himself. uh, And Stefan is trying to be like really sincere and like, I accept that this all started with me and that we both have reasons to hate each other. I am the reason that Catherine was taken away from you and I'm really sorry. And Damon's like, you just fucking want something from me. Go away. Which, fair enough. Yeah, it's but so Damon's annoying. also being a dick. Yeah, but I feel like... All, okay, so Stefan like, went to the dad and was like, maybe we shouldn't kill all vampires. Like, <laughs> does that make him directly responsible for what happened to Catherine? I guess only if you consider idiocy a choice. <laughs> Good point. Uh, I just felt bad for Stefan there. And I felt bad for Damon, I guess. I don't know. I have so many emotions in this episode. I don't know who to feel sympathy for. (laughs) Yeah. So also happening during like this whole ordeal is that people are hanging out at the Mystic Grill, which it feels like it's been a while since we had like a big scene with everybody there. Yeah. Because Tyler, who's been missing for two or three episodes. Thank God. Uh, Matt, Caroline, Jeremy, it's a big party, and Tyler's doing something. I I forget what Tyler said, because we both at that point turned to each other and were like, oh, Tyler's here. Uh, I know. I thought we were done with him for a little while. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they're, like, playing pool, and him and Matt are, like, bantering, and Tyler says something really 
fucking stupid for a change. And Matt was like, do you ever get bored of yourself, Tyler? It's like, sick burn, Matt. I don't like you, but if you're being mean to Tyler, I could get on board on that train. (laughs) Yeah, I guess the absence of Tyler has just been making Matt look worse because there's nothing to compare him to. Although Tyler is not that bad for Tyler in this episode. No, he's not like actively raping someone. Let's party. Yeah. Not like when he attacked Vicky in the woods. Yeah. Never forget. So, yeah, there's a party apparently going to happen, and they're all talking about it with some, like, former Mystic Falls High student who goes to Duke and who they call Duke, and they're all going to go party with him because he's the only one old enough to buy beer, which is like, where do they get the beer for all the other parties they throw? (laughs) I know. They find a way to get it somehow. And... I don't know if it's here that they discuss it, but at some point it's revealed that the party is not at Duke's house. It's in the woods by the church, which you may recall was recently the site of a grisly, like, quadruple murder yeah. of all of Vicky's drug addict friends. I know. So, <laughs> like, who's thought to go, like, desecrate their gravesite? Yeah, like, who thought it was a good idea to go over and party there it's like yeah, and also like those people were partying in the woods and got murdered yeah it's exactly the same situation except maybe more people will come because this sad person throws a party for all of the high school kids whenever he comes home from college and we don't get to meet duke and i'm like he probably has some kind of tragic tale but also i probably would want to punch him if we met him exactly i was wondering if like maybe he'll pop up in a future episode i don't think so oh okay I mean, so it's, it's just possible. like a character they everything. they just like introduce but it's just, just an for excuse for them to really have a party no in the woods that's conveniently located near the tomb i know but it's so <laughs> weird like you could like come up with something else i don't know but yeah, yeah. we'll take it yeah so um Matt and Tyler are still having a little bit of friendship friction, but they're hanging out at least. Mm-hmm. Jeremy is like sitting nearby and like audibly scoffs at something Tyler says. He's like, what's your problem, man? And Jeremy's just like, nothing, dude. Yeah. I'm like, remember when they were trying to stab each other? Like, that was kind of fun. <laughs> like two weeks ago. I know. Yeah. So... While Matt and Tyler and Jeremy are, like, kind of chatting, Matt's on shift at work, and Caroline's there. So Mm -hmm. Caroline uh, walks up to Matt, and she's just kind of, like, you know, happy to see him because they're starting to have their little fling, but she seems a little concerned and pretty much walks up to him, and she's like, all right, well, I have a preemptive speech to give you. And Matt's like, okay. So she pretty much tells him that she likes what's going on, but that Matt has an out clause for their, like, budding relationship. If he wants to stop seeing her, he can just, like, end it now before things get weird with them. Yeah, because you may recall right before he kissed her last week, he said, this will never work. So Caroline, for some reason, is feeling a little insecure about whether Matt's actually into this or not. Oh my God. Nick Signal City. But yeah, she's like, speak now or forever hold your peace, dude, because I'm, I'm into this. Yeah. It, and it's sweet. Like, she's trying so hard. And I'm like, Caroline, you have, like, said some bitch-ass things, but mm-hmm. you are being good. Like, you haven't done anything wrong as far as Matt's concerned. He is like, giving you grief over all this random bullshit. Like, you don't owe him any kind of, like, leeway or any of this. Exactly. Like, Matt is lucky to be with you. Like, I, I yeah. don't know. It was, it was sad, but it seemed like Caroline was happy to get it off her chest. And yeah. luckily, Matt was like, I'm cool with it. Like, I don't need an out clause. So that yeah. ended up pretty well. 
Yeah. And side note, in this whole episode, actually, Caroline is wearing a, like, wool knit beret. (laughs) And, like, a pea coat. It's just, she just looks like... I'm like, is it winter? (laughs) I guess it must be winter. Because I feel like nobody else is... Well, I guess people are wearing jackets in this episode. Yeah, people were wearing wearing jackets at the party, but yeah. I think the hat was just a style choice. (laughs) I think so. It was funny. So the kids, you know, they're talking about their party. And then we get this really kind of weird moment where Caroline goes up to Jeremy. And I don't know if we've ever seen them talk to each other on this show yet. But she is like, hey, you should come to Duke's party. Like, it'll be fun. And even, like, shy outsider little brothers should come and enjoy it. Yeah, it was, like, super weird because I thought it had, like, a little bit of a flirty tone to it, but maybe Caroline was just being nice. I think that's just how Caroline is. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. So he's like, oh, maybe. And I think we then check back in uh, with Damon, who is trying to find Bonnie for the same reason that Anna and Ben kidnapped Bonnie. Exactly. And where does she go? Or where does he go? Yeah, so Damon is like, where's Bonnie? So he goes over to our favorite person, drunk grandma's house, and he's like, hello, where's Bonnie? And she's like, I ain't telling you, or something along those lines. (laughs) And And she says, she's not home. Damon asks when she's going to be back. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Graham says, never. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then she, like, reads him to Phil for, like, daring to come, uh, to the Bennett house after all the shit he pulled. And he's like, how do you know about that? And she says, the spirits talk. And so does my granddaughter. Yeah. Not just like, Bonnie told me that you tried to drain her blood. Uh, No, it was, she brought in the spirits. Ghosts told me. (laughs) A little bird ghost told me that you're an asshole. So true. So Damon is like, why don't you come out and say that to my face? Or so he like prompts drunk grandma to come outside because we know that he can't go in because he's not invited. And drunk grandma was not having it. Mm -hmm. So she kind of does some sort of witch spell and Damon immediately gets like a horrible headache and like doubles over and is like clutching his head like, ow, drunk grandma. She basically gives him a magical aneurysm and it's badass. It is. And then she says, I'm not Bonnie. I, you know, will take care of business. And I'm like, well, awesome what you just did, but also you burnt Bonnie. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Bonnie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But Bonnie kind of gets hers in the next scene because uh, Anna has called uh, Stefan on Elena's phone and said, hey, guess what? I have your girlfriend and the witch. Mm-hmm. Can you get me the grimoire? And he, he says that Damon has it. And so she asks one of them to meet her in the town square so they can get it back and then she'll let Elena go. Yeah, they'll she have also, like a little exchange of like the goods that they each need. Yeah. She also has like a little minute with Elena where Elena's like, why the fuck do you want Catherine out of the tomb? Like, what is the deal? Mm-hmm. She's like, excuse me, it's not all about Catherine. There are 27 other vampires in that tomb, one of whom is my mother. So fuck off. Exactly. And Elena's like, of course, Elena's like new thing is sympathizing with like murderous psychopaths. So she's like, I'm really sorry about your mom. Yeah. And Anna's like, wait, you're serious, aren't you? I'm not about to get on this dead mother sympathy parade. (laughs) Yeah. So she leaves to go meet one of the Salvatores in the town square and she leaves Ben in charge, which 
couldn't not you, like, a good decision. at least get a second vampire on your side to, like, help? Because Ben has proven time and time again that he's just completely useless. I know, it's so true. So Elena and Bonnie are kind of sitting on the bed, and Ben's like, behave now, to both of them. <laughs> and it's just, like, so weird, because he's more or less powerless, because he's such a fool. Yeah. So, um... Elena asks Ben, like, can I have a glass of water? He's like, yeah, there's one on the nightstand. And I was like, ew, first of all, gross. Like, whose water is that? (laughs) And then Bonnie was like, hey, Elena, can I have a sip? So Elena was kind of, like, greedy. Um, But then, (laughs) no, she wasn't. She gave it to Bonnie. And Bonnie does the fucking coolest thing. She splashes splashes it on Ben and lights the water on fire. So Ben starts to be lit on fire as well. He sizzles a bit. Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. We haven't seen Bunny use her fire powers, and she just straight up set a bitch on fire in this episode. So like, finally, so we're getting back to the root of your powers that you you're a pyromaniac. So uh, Bonnie manages to get out the door. Um, ben extinguishes himself quickly enough to grab Elena. So unfortunately, the attempt was thwarted because mm-hmm. he says he'll kill Elena if Bonnie doesn't come back, but it was a really good try. And it I, was. I was there for it. Yeah, totally. It was excellent. So while all of this commotion is going on in the hotel room, um, Anna's making her way over to the town square, and she runs into Jeremy. Um, Jeremy's outfit also deserves a shout-out. <laughs> He's wearing this, like, gray sweatshirt that... Looks like from afar, like maybe an Ed Hardy sort of design. It's yeah. like houndstooth, like <laughs> fading into gray, and he's wearing a purple beanie. Yeah, it's, it's just a very weird look. I know it's a yeah. It wasn't a good outfit by any means, and no. his hair was like all flattened, like down close to his forehead and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they run into each other, and Jeremy's like, "Hey, Anna, like." how's it going and he invites her to duke's party later and anna's kind of like in a hurry because she's trying to get to the town square but um jeremy kind of talks about how he knows that he has feelings for anna even though she's like a little stalkery yeah and he's like and i want to start socializing more and not be such a loner so he asked yeah. her to come with, and she <laughs> she has kind of a hilarious moment where she's like oh well now you're interested in and going out with me, great. Not that, like, you're not useful to me yeah. anymore. <laughs> but she's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll meet you there. Whatever. Gotta go. GTG, BRB. <laughs> and he's like, cool. I got a date. I know. Oh, he's like, everything's coming up dearly. Oh, that is his voice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so she kind of scoots away and sits down on a bench, and Damon pops in next to her and you know, they have another conversation kind of like like last week where he's like, I work alone. I am a lone wolf. Nobody understands me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to help you and I don't want your help. But Anna's like, hey, listen, you have the grimoire and I have a witch. So if we don't work together, nobody's getting out of that damn tomb. Yep. So you she starts ask. to walk away and then Damon's like, all right, all right, like, when do we meet? And she's like, this is just, like, 1864 all over again. Like, what did Catherine do to you guys? Blah, blah, blah. So. Does she have, like, a magic vagina? She must. Yeah. Like, what is her spell? I don't understand. (sighs) So they are now tentatively planning to work together. They're going to do it tonight, which is also the party, which is conveniently close to the tomb. 
So that should go well for everybody. Of course, yeah. One-stop shop for a fun evening. <laughs> yeah, have some beers, chant in front of some pentagrams, <laughs> set shit on fire. Yeah, it's good. So I think that uh, next up, we hop back over to Drunk Grandma's house and... Oh, wait, is that right? Oh, no, no. I think we, we go to the hotel where all of a sudden Stefan just bursts in oh, and floods the place with Yes, light. you're right. And Ben, like, gets his face all burnt and he cowers in between the beds and Elena and Bonnie go running out and Stefan goes up to Ben and is like, leave town as soon as the sun goes down and if I ever see you again, I'll kill you. And like, Ben's like, bitch, you should just kill him now. I liked like, what I was he's thinking. He's going around kidnapping people and, like, being an idiot. Like, you don't want that loose end out there. But I guess Stefan's a little too moral for that or whatever. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, how many chances do you need to give people? You just kill him now and get it over with. He just kidnapped Elena and Bonnie. Yeah. So it turns out that Stefan also dropped by uh, Drunk Grandma's house and, mm-hmm. like, said the correct password, which is Bonnie's been kidnapped. Like, can you help? Yes. <laughs> he probably actually went there. He's like, oh, my God, Sheila, Elena's missing. Can you please help me? Oh, also Bonnie. <laughs> I know. We know that Stefan is just, like, Elena's number one from the scene in a few episodes. just lucky that Bonnie is yes. also kidnapped by the same people so true so luckily uh grandma has a locator spell that she Mm -hmm. used to give Stefan the coordinates of where they were yeah so they're all at uh drunk grandma's house talking about what they're gonna do now and elena is basically like listen if we want all this to stop we just need to let damon get Catherine out of the tomb Mm -hmm. and kill the rest of the vampires and be done with it and Bonnie's like, fuck no. Why should we let Damon get anything he wants? Why don't we just kill him? I know. I was like, truth, Bonnie, truth. Yeah. And But Stefan's like, she's right. You know, this is the only way. Exactly. And then Grandma was like, this is just another scenario where witches are brought down by vampire problems. And I was like, oh, so true. It's like, why don't you just give them all an aneurysm and leave town and like go to the Bahamas? I know. I like the witches way more than the vampires. They seem to have it a lot more together than the vampires do. Yeah. And they also don't murder people as yeah, often. That's true. Maybe and that's what shit on gives fire. them all their drama. Yeah. So unfortunately, they decide to go with Elena's plan that they're going to let Damon get Catherine and incinerate the rest of the vampires. And drunk grandma says that she will open the tomb. Mm -hmm. So the only problem is that they offered to help Damon last week and it was a lie. So like what, how the fuck is he going to believe them this time? Yeah, they double-crossed him. So they know that they won't really have Damon's like help. So Elena was like, no, I know Damon. I know what I have to do. Yeah, and Stefan's like, oh, no, he's too angry about what happened. And Elena's like, no, honey, he's hurt. His fee-fees are very sore. Right? And I know how to, to get him back on our side. I'm like, are you going to sleep with him? Like, That's what I thought she was hinting at. <laughs> well, she goes over to the Salvatore boarding house and is like, Damon, I'm not sorry for what we did. I was trying to protect my own, but so are you. And I get it. And, like, we should do this together, and I'm on your side now. So please believe me. I know. it was, And it's all said in a kind of seductive way. Like, I think she uses the word, Damon, there's something between us. 
Yep. An understanding. Yeah, she said, we have an understanding. And, like, she brings up their trip to Georgia. And (laughs) she's like, why didn't you just compel me when we were on the way down there? And he's like, how do you know that I didn't? She's like, I know. And they kind of have a tender moment. And Damon explains that, like, he didn't compel her because they were actually having fun together. So I felt like a little spark of something going on there. But eventually she convinces him by taking off her necklace and telling him to ask her if she's lying this time. Yes. I'm like, well, that's a good idea. But also, like, you could she could have ingested some verbena at that's any That's what point. I was thinking. Like, she's you know probably that she drinking like it, it on the coffee. regular. Yeah. I but. know. And also, like, is that how Vervain works? Like, she has to answer his question? Like, he compels her to tell her the truth? Well, yeah. So, like, if she didn't have Vervain and he... Used his compulsion to say, are you telling me the truth? And she couldn't lie. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So he decides that that's good enough for him. He trusts her. He puts the necklace back on and is like, listen, I'm trusting you. Please don't make me regret it. Yeah. Which is kind of a threat, but also, you know, he uses the episode title in this conversation, of course, Fool Me Once, Shame on You. Mm -hmm. And fair enough. But he's also just desperate enough to get Catherine back that he's willing to go along with this. Exactly. Like he, you're right. He's getting desperate at this point for sure. Mm-hmm. So now that we have that squared away and um, Elena has Damon to help to open the tomb, um, we hop over to the big Duke party at the graveyard. Now they at the party having a great time. <laughs> now they at the party. So amazing. <laughs> we still need to do a live reading of that story on the podcast at some point. Oh, yes. Uh, for anyone just joining us, this was uh, Claire's literary masterpiece <laughs> from second grade. It was sometime in elementary school. Gotcha. The right place at the wrong time. <laughs> the right Claire place Bailey. at the wrong time. So good. But the best line was, now they at the party having a good time, just like our friends from Mystic Falls are um, at yeah. the Duke party at the graveyard. And it looks pretty much exactly like the party from the, the pilot, where mm-hmm. it's just like a bonfire and a bunch of drunk kids. But we get some like g- generic party shots of people like chugging beers and shit. And then you see uh, Tyler and Matt... Tyler spots Jeremy across the party and goes running up to him. And you're expecting him to be like, what the fuck are you doing in this party? Yeah, I thought it was about to be a fight. Like, yeah, definitely it seemed that way. But he just goes up to Jeremy and is like, hey, Gilbert, you got any weed? Uh, It was so nerdy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Tyler, what the fuck? And, like, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, Tyler in this episode is just, like, a good time Johnny. He's just like... I want to drink some beer. Who's got the drugs? Yeah, like, who brought the weed? Did he, like, take some kind of class, like, in the last few episodes about channeling his emotions or something? Yeah, like an anger management class or something along those lines. Yeah. So Jeremy is pretty much like, uh, fuck you. No, I don't have any weed. Like, I don't party anymore, man. I'm not all about that life. And even if I did, it wouldn't be with you. It's true. Burn. Yeah, so then Tyler's pissed because his manly feelings have been insulted, and he's pretty much like, you know what, Gilbert? You're the fucking enemy of fun. You have no friends. Um, You're just standing here by yourself, so have fun. And he's not wrong. (laughs) No. His one friend, uh, Anna, then shows up, and she's only (laughs) friends with him because she's using him to break into a tomb to get the desiccated mummy husk of her mother yeah she's not about that gilbert life 
But they start chatting, and, you know, Jeremy is all smitten now, even though, like, he very recently was like, I'm not over Vicky. But they decide to go on a walk in the woods. Yeah, and Jeremy's, like, awkwardly, like, leaning against a tree, like, in a half-squat position. And I'm like, that looks so uncomfortable. Is there a ledge on this tree or something? Yeah, like, he was sitting, but he was leaning against the tree, and it was was just such an awkward shot. Yeah, exactly. So him and Anna, like... Um, Jeremy's like kind of explaining to her that you know he doesn't have a lot of friends and he's like kind of a loner but he wishes that like she would join his like non-scene mm-hmm. life and Anna's like well you know I I would except me and my mom are moving away and Jeremy's like oh fuck why does everybody leave me first I know. Vicky now Anna <laughs> wah, 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 wah. sorry Jeremy you suck but then He's like, I guess this is goodbye, and then they kiss. Yep. And we're like, oh, is, is like, something actually happening here? Does Anna actually like him? But then immediately Ben pops <laughs> up and bops him over the head, and he is now unconscious. Yep. But Anna does say, to her credit, oh, he didn't have to hit him that hard. But Ben is jelly, so he is like, actually, I did. Yeah. So you may recall, like, in between her dismissing him and just using him, Anna and Ben occasionally kiss. Mm-hmm. So They've I, got a little something, something. I guess he thinks that they're in love, and he did not like watching her kiss another child. <laughs> yeah, super creepy. Again, Anna's 162 yeah. years old, or something. Maybe 152. Yeah. Oh, we should probably note how, like, two seconds into the kiss, Anna gets a face boner, and I'm like, oh, that's it right. It must have been a while for her. Like, yeah. that's embarrassing. <laughs> It was embarrassing, and I was like, this is Jeremy, girl. You could do better. I know, right? Like, what would happen if she, like, suddenly stumbled onto the set of Magic Mike or something? She, she would just kill everyone immediately. <laughs> <laughs> if it lightly gives you such a face boner, then, yeah, something would go down. Yeah. So I think that while this is going on, we get a shot of um, Damon, Drunk Grandma, Bonnie, and Elena um actually we skipped something because damon and elena come into the party together for some reason oh you're right and they like go up to where matt and caroline are also coming in and caroline immediately holds matt's hand yes and this will be relevant later but it's basically an excuse for that to happen because then elena's immediately like oh sorry guys we gotta go and then they head over to the tomb like five meters away (laughs) where somehow you can't hear anything from the party yeah, but, I know. It's, like, so close. It seems risky to, like, do this on the night of the big party. Yeah. But they have, like, all their supplies. Uh, Stefan has brought, like, two things of gasoline and something to set uh, vampire mummies on fire with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and- Grandma and Bonnie have, like, their torches for the magic spell portion of the evening, and they're all, like, gathered in the little hole that uh, Bonnie recently fell into, which now looks like not a hole, but just, like... A clearing. I know. Like, yeah, where it's are like the no dirt longer walls? below the ground. It's, yeah, they must have excavated it in the meantime. I think so. So, like, part of what uh, drunk grandma and Bonnie bring is like those torches that represent earth, wind, fire, and then they bring out some water uh, to and represent they have this, water. Like, Walmart water bottle. <laughs> they yeah. just like drop some water, and Elena's like. <laughs> 
just tap water? Yeah. My bitch, you want like sparkling? She wanted Evian. Yeah. Drunk grandma was like, what else would it be? Of course, it's water from the tap. That was my favorite part of the episode. Oh, wait, no. My favorite part of the episode is also coming up. That was one of my favorites for sure. God bless you, drunk grandma. So, yeah, they're preparing. uh, They start, uh, or Elena, no, Bonnie. Bonnie and drunk grandma start chanting and holding hands and mm-hmm. the fire's going and <laughs> I forget. Is it Stefan who says like, what are they saying? Yeah. And he says it sounds like Latin. And Elena's just like, I don't think that's Latin. <laughs> that was my favorite moment of the episode. <laughs> like, it's like, what are you basing this on? Are they, do they have like required Latin class in Mystic Hall? I don't think so because they only have one teacher and that's kind of like a difficult subject yeah, nowadays. I, don't, I think that's uh, Beyond Alaric, who is not in this episode. <laughs> I know. I was bummed about that. Yeah. Uh, but this is the first of many times that we hear the witch chanting. Yes. Uh, and it always starts with Osmatos. Ooh. So I was excited to hear that for the uh, first time in this season. So we kind of leave them doing their chanting and check back in at the party. Uh, Matt is kind of like sulking in a corner and Tyler comes up and is like, what's the matter, dude? Thinks, is the honeymoon already over? Why did you give me that whole big speech about liking Caroline if this is how it's going to go? Which was like so aggressive and weird. Ugh, but then Tyler. Matt just out douchebags him and is like, yeah, I think it might be over. Like, she's being really clingy and I don't know if I can handle it. All because she held his hand for like two seconds in front of their friends. Yeah. He's like, I'm not sure if I'm ready for this public relationship stuff. Oh my God. I like, rolled my eyes so hard. It was like a total Anderson you. Cooper moment. Like, I just like couldn't even handle it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck you, Matt. We fuck just call you. Matt Kellyanne Conway. Oh my God. Yes. I'm writing that down. So I only <laughs> refer to him as Kellyanne Conway. Moving forward. So then speak of the devil, Caroline comes up and Tyler pieces out because as he says, he's not drunk enough for this. And Caroline (laughs) is like, okay, I have another prepared speech for you about how lame it was that I held your hand. Uh, It's not just because Elena was there and I know you have those feelings, but also like you may recall I previously dated Damon and he treated me like shit and I wanted to show off that I'm with a good guy now. And I'm like, poor Caroline. Like, everything she's doing is so understandable. And it was not that big a deal. It's not like she suddenly, like, pulled him in and started making out in front of them. No, like, one of the best things a lady is going out of her way, bending over backwards to accommodate your douchebaggery so that you can be together. I know. And Kellyanne Conway was, like, appreciative (laughs) of the apology. And he, like, accepted it. And he's he's like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's okay. Shut up, CAC. Yeah. KAC. So, in the meantime, uh, while the chanting is still happening at the tomb, Anna now, like, has got Jeremy's unconscious body in a clearing with Ben, and Stefan has excused himself from the <laughs> chanting party because he needs to go get the gasoline, which for some reason he didn't, he didn't bring with him. He if just you were about to open the tomb, wouldn't you think you, like, had all your ducks in a row before right? you were about to do this? It doesn't seem like it was something that was easy to do, considering it took us 14 episodes to get here. Right. So, yeah, Stefan's like, okay, BRB, I'll go get the <laughs> gasoline. And so he runs into Ben, and he's like, what the fuck? I told you to leave town. Why didn't you listen to my, like, super scary threat? Yeah, so Ben was like, I heard about you, Stefan. I know you're like a vegetarian vampire and you're not that strong. You can't beat me. Oh. And P.S. If you don't let us into the tomb, we're going to murder Elena's brother, who is 
who has been lying on the ground here for this whole conversation, but you haven't noticed until this moment. <laughs> Ugh, I know. like, well, guess what? Fuck you. And Ben, like, rushes at him, and he just, like, puts his arm out and, like, close lines him. <laughs> yes. And then uh, he grabs, like, the fire hose or whatever it is attached to the... The like gasoline, yes, yeah. and it just is basically a flamethrower, and he just sets Ben on fire and kills him. It was so good. I was so proud of Stefan in that moment. I was like, I have many feelings about Stefan, but like, fuck yeah, you, you, uh, flamethrower that guy right in his face. Yes, and I'm so grateful that he didn't kill Ben in the previous scene because yeah, he got to kill him better. with a flamethrower later on. Yeah. Totally so good. he also kind of confronts Anna a little bit and is like, we can't let you let your mom out of the tomb. And I'm like, we saw the flashbacks last week to 1864. Yeah. And Catherine's like this loose cannon, like fucking shit up all over the place. While Pearl is like the perfectly reasonable one. Like we need to like keep a low profile if we want to stay here. Like we want to integrate into this community. She like has a crush on a human. Like what the fuck is the problem with letting Pearl out of the tomb? Like let her go off with her daughter. She's fine. Exactly. And while all of this is going on, I'm just thinking, like, so Damon really wants Catherine out of the tomb. Anna really wants her mom out of the tomb. But I'm also like, you haven't seen these people since 1864. Shit in the world has changed. Like, is it not going to be, like, a little weird at first? And you guys won't have a lot of stuff in common anymore? It's like, surprise, iPhones. (laughs) Yeah, like, that would be a lot to handle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So who knows what they're expecting to happen, but it really is, it doesn't make sense that Anna and Damon and all of them are not working together because Anna is the most reasonable request. I know. It's like super weird that they were so aggressive. I mean, I guess they, un- like everybody was pissed at Anna because she kidnapped Elena. Whatever. Yeah. But I would was... kidnap Elena if I were her. Yeah. If I was like trying to get my mom out of a tomb after 200 years. Love you, mom. Yeah. Mom, I would... if you're listening, I would <laughs> yeah. kidnap a teenage girl if you were trapped in a tomb. Same. Anna's just trying to protect her family. I can get behind that. Yeah. And she also uh, led Jeremy on and then knocked him out. Like, A plus, girl. Yeah. And it's never one. <laughs> so, yeah, down in the, like, tomb area, the chanting continues, and suddenly the pentagram door creaks open. And it's like, oh, shit. It's finally gonna fucking happen. And, of course, Damon basically shits his pants, and, but he still, you know, is thinking. So he says, you know, I'm going in there, but Elena's coming with me. Because I don't trust you two witches, literally witches, to not lock the door behind me immediately. Which was a good idea on his part. Yeah. So they head in there. Damon kind of runs off to look for Catherine and leaves Elena standing in the dark in a tomb full of vampires by herself. So nice one, Damon. Yeah. So Elena kind of like starts freaking out a little bit, rightfully so. And um, I think at this point, Anna starts coming into the tomb too yeah she just kind of pops in there and bonnie's like what the fuck but as soon as they're all in their drunk grandma is like hey it's okay bonnie none of them are getting out (sighs) we're like oh shit is she just gonna like trap her granddaughter's best friend in a tomb i know that is cold but it turns out that 
the spell that drunk grandma was chanting only opened the door. It didn't remove the magical seal that prevents vampires from leaving. And I'm like, that is some quick thinking drunk grandma. I know, she's the best. Such a good idea. Right now, Damon and Anna are in there. And I'm like, you know, I, I want Anna to get to live her life. But if she was trapped in there forever, whatever. Yeah. Worst things could happen. I know. She's not our biggest casualty here, for sure. So Anna's in the tomb, and she's, like, looking for her mom. Meanwhile, Damon is, like, looking around to everybody for Catherine. Um, I think my favorite part of the episode is here, where, like, they're shining a flashlight around, (laughs) and they show this guy who's wearing a top hat, and I'm like, he's been in there for, like, 150 years, and, like... At no time during the mummification process did he want to remove his top hat. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, that, that was commitment so hilarious. I, I want to know more. He's like, yeah. He's he my needs, new favorite character. He needs a spinoff. Yeah. Oh it's my the, gosh. It's the Monopoly man. <laughs> it was. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he's just like sitting there for 150 years. Like, okay, dude, you got to get comfy and like loosen your tie and take off your top hat a little bit. You're going to be there forever. (laughs) So um, Anna sees uh, Elena kind of shuffling around and looking nervous. And she's like, well, originally I had your brother prepared for this, but my mother was betrayed by Jonathan Gilbert. So I decided that it would have to be Gilbert blood that was going to bring her back. So she kind of grabs Elena and pierces her um, wrist and tries to start feeding her Elena's blood over to her mom, which I think so last episode, Damon made Elena drink his blood. Is that right? Yeah. So if someone feeds on her, would that turn her into a vampire? Only if she dies. Oh, okay. But it was still like precarious situation. Yeah. And she's screaming and I'm like, stop screaming and say, hey, I'm adopted. Your plan is garbage. (laughs) Right? I know. She's been like, go get Jeremy. He's probably still in the woods. (laughs) Yeah. She's been playing this adoption card left and right. But when it really comes to it, like she she doesn't bring it up. This ain't Gilbert blood. I know. Yeah. So uh, Pearl starts getting a little drink. She like some colors coming into her face. Mm -hmm. But... as soon as Elena screams, Stefan is like, my love! And he runs into the tomb, like, without a second thought. And as we just learned, you know, Grandma cast a sneaky spell. He's a vampire. If he goes in there, he can't get out. Right. But of course, Elena screams, and he just runs in without a second thought. Oh my gosh, I know. So he pulls Anna off of her... Uh, But Anna doesn't really care at this point because her mom's awake and they're actually very sweet together. Pearl's like, Anna, Annabelle. And Anna's like, no, I dropped the bell, but mom. And they put their foreheads together and, you know, it was a nice moment for them. And then Mm -hmm. uh, Elena runs out of the tomb and Stefan's behind her. And then she hears the terrible news that uh, Stefan is now trapped. Yeah. And what really surprised me here is that as soon as Stefan ran in there, Bonnie was like, oh my God, no, we have to break the spell so Stefan can get out. And I was like, since when do you care that much about Stefan? I know. Remember when she first met Stefan and touched his skin and <laughs> she was like, got a death look and she's like, something's not right. Yeah. And like, I know that he saved her from Damon, but she also like mentioned, I think last week or the week before that she's not really down with the vampire thing mm-hmm. like Elena is. And also, he went into that tomb knowing full well that he wouldn't be able to get out again. So, like, he made his choice. 
I think this show probably would have been better if both Salvatores had just been trapped in the tomb forever. Oh my gosh. Like, wow. I want to see that alternate reality spinoff. But yeah, she is adamant that they have to let Stefan out. And Elena is also, like, weirdly adamant that they have to get Damon out too because she promised. Yeah. She's a woman of her word. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, depending on what's at stake. So. Stefan's in there. He drags Elena out, but she's like on the outside of the tomb. But Damon's like, I can't. Or, oh my God. Nope. Stefan. Stefan. Oh my gosh. When will I learn these characters' names? <laughs> it's after 14 episodes. Um, so Stefan drags Elena out and he like can't leave the tube. So. I liked this, like, acting, like, he's just, like, standing there. Like, there's no, like, visual force field mm-hmm. or anything. He's just kind of like, all right, like, sorry, can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> so he runs into the tomb because Drunk Grandma says that they can break the spell, but they won't be able to hold it for long. So yes. he runs in to get Damon out and Catherine, he's assuming, will be coming with. But Damon is, like, freaking out because he doesn't see Catherine anywhere. She's just not one of the vampires there. And Stefan's like, hey, like, that sucks, but we got to get out of here. She's not worth you spending the rest of your life trapped in here. And he's like, no, it's really important. Like, where could she be? And then he takes the, a blood bag that he had brought for her to bring her back to life and just kind of throws it at the wall in frustration. And it explodes. It does explode. Um, so Stefan and Damon are kind of like going back and forth like, hey, bro, you have to get out of here. Not worth eternity. Meanwhile, um, Anna and Pearl make their way out of the tomb. Mm-hmm. And um, so Elena's on the outside watching Bonnie and drunk grandma do their spell. And she sees that like their powers are starting to flickering because to, are starting to kind of decrease because this takes a lot out of them and the fire on the torches is starting to flicker. So she's like, Bobby, "All right, like collapses yeah. for a second, but drunk grandma's like, "No, you can do this." So Elena runs back in and she's like, "You guys, like we gots to go." So and she just stares at Damon's like, "Damon, please." And I'm like, "Why don't you just leave him and get Stefan out of there? You tried, you did your due diligence, girl." Yeah. Exactly. Like, so he looks at her and you kind of understand that he has a moment of like her looking like Catherine and that's kind of like his only chance to see her at the moment. So he Mm -hmm. follows them out and Damon, Stefan and Elena kind of sneak out at the last minute right before uh, Bonnie and drunk grandma uh, kind of cease to do the spell and the door slams shut. Yeah. So everybody is kind of emotional right now Uh, on their way out. Uh, Anna mentioned to Elena, hey, I just wanted my mom back, like, chill out, and Jeremy's fine, He he's, I left him in the woods. Like, I don't think Elena knew that Jeremy was in any peril prior to this point. <laughs> no. So, uh, Stefan and Elena go and find Jeremy's unconscious body, and they determine that he's okay. And then Elena just goes up to Damon, who, you know, is obviously really depressed right now. And she just gives him a big hug and says, I'm so sorry. I know. And that was when you were crying. That right? is when I started to cry. I just felt like, I don't know why I like Damon. He sucks. Yeah. But I can't help but feel really bad for him because I feel like all of his like malice comes from a place of just being really sad that he like lost the person that he loves. Yeah. And for Elena to show him that like sympathy, I don't know. It just like really tugged mm-hmm. at my heartstrings. I felt really bad for Damon. Yeah. And, like, you can tell Elena really does seriously feel bad for him. 
And Stefan's, like, standing there watching, feeling really uncomfortable, which is always fun. Yeah, he was, like, a little (laughs) jealous. Like, he didn't like what was going on, for sure. He was creeping in the background. (laughs) So they all go to their respective homes. Uh, Bonnie is with drunk grandma, and she's seeming like she's feeling a little woozy. Mm -hmm. But she tells Bonnie she doesn't need to be coddled. She'll be fine. Yeah, and Matt and Caroline are starting to leave the party, but Caroline tells Matt that um, she has one last speech for him, and he's like, listen, Caroline, is this is this for real? Like, why are you being so cool and honest and open? Yeah, it's so uh, not like you. <laughs> I know. It's like, God forbid, like, a woman be clear with her feelings, like, and a guy, like, thinks that it's, like, not possible. It's a trap. Yeah, good Lord. Ugh. So Caroline pretty much tells Matt that she, like, really, like, doesn't want to mess up their relationship again. And Matt is kind of like, cool, I don't either. And then they kind of part with a kiss, I think. Yeah. yeah. So they, they end the episode on good terms. Mm-hmm. I think we then go to the Gilbert house where Elena is kind of checking in with Jeremy. And he's like, I don't remember anything that happened. I swear I wasn't drunk. But Elena's like, no, it's okay. You didn't do anything wrong. Like, yeah, do you he's remember like, I know how it happened? looks, and I'm really sorry. And he's like, yeah. to answer a question, he's like, no, I, I just really don't remember. Yeah. But as soon as she leaves, he goes over to his computer and he types vampires into Bing. Of course, Jeremy Gilbert would use Bing as his search engine. I mean, oh it's my product gosh. placement, but it also reminds me of one of my favorite moments ever on another classic television program, Gossip Girl. <laughs> I think it's the fourth season, maybe, where Serena has tracked down her dad, and her dad has been giving uh, Lily fake cancer to get her to fall in love with him again, which Jenny Humphrey, of all people, finds out because she gets suspicious about her medication or some things, so she goes on her computer and bings cancer. <laughs> oh my god! Just the word cancer, not like the specific kind of cancer that Lily has. Oh my god! Like Jenny solved the mystery with Bing. Bing is good. Like I guess I I guess I've never used Bing before. I underestimate the capabilities, but you can determine the existence of vampires and find out that somebody is giving their ex-wife fake cancer. I guess I'll have to switch search engines. Is Bing still a thing right now? I have no idea. They've stopped advertising for sure. Would you like to sponsor this podcast? (laughs) Yeah, we could get on that. Yeah, we'll Bing the shit out of shit. Which should be your new advertising slogan. It should. Anyway, so he, like, pulls up an article called, like, Vampires in Real Life or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. So clearly he remembers seeing Anna's face boner and he kind of, you know, after her insistence that vampires are real all these weeks, like, putting the pieces together. But he doesn't want Elena to know. No. (laughs) I think my favorite part of this scene was that as Elena's leaving the room, she's like, well, you know, I hope you're feeling okay. Uh, Jenna's here if you need anything. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? I know. And Jenna's never there. No, she's always out gallivant and doing something. Yeah. And she wasn't in the episode. She wasn't. So it's was just kind of like a quick shout out. Like, we still have this character. We didn't give her the week off because mm-hmm. we didn't want to pay her. <laughs> uh, so then I think uh, Damon tracks down Anna and Pearl in their hotel room. Yes. To be like, what the fuck? You knew that Catherine was not in the tomb this whole time. You misled me. 
you tricked me, what the fuck? And he starts strangling Pearl and being like, what do you know? Yeah, and it was so sad because Anna was like, no, no, because she just got her mom back after, you know, over a hundred years. And um, pretty much Anna says that she knew that Catherine 1864 wasn't in the tomb and that what had happened was when they were piling everybody in the guard into the church the guard at the church was obsessed with Catherine and he decided to let her out so she wasn't with all of the other vampires yeah so surprise Damon Catherine has been free this whole time uh, Anna mentions that the last time she saw her was in Chicago in 1983. Shout out to our home city. Hey, so. I can't wait for the Chicago like field trip episode. <laughs> I'm so excited. So I hope Catherine stuck around for a few years so that she was in the Chicago area when I was born, because that would make me feel really special. Oh, yeah. Because obviously this is real. Of course. Uh, so yes, and so she also tells Damon that Catherine knew where he was and she didn't care. It's like, that is stone cold. Like, he has been going crazy trying to get her back and, like, fucking over his relationship with his brother. He murdered his brother's best friend. Yeah. For this. And he waited, like, 100 years for the comet to come back. And all this time, she's just been, like, out partying and did not give a shit. I know. So while I feel bad for Damon, I'm also very excited at the prospect of a Catherine Elena crossover episode Mm. when they're both there. So that gave me like a tiny bit of hope. Yeah. So that's a pretty big piece of news, but it's not the end of the episode. Uh, We then go back to Bonnie's house or drunk grandma's house where Elena's hanging out with Bonnie. Bonnie goes upstairs to give grandma some tea. And what, what does she find? So she's like, here you go, Grams, here's your tea. And drunk grandma doesn't really stir or respond. So Bonnie goes to pull up the covers and she notices that drunk grandma has stopped breathing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. She's dead. She's dead. So the spell took so much out of her that she literally died. I was so upset. So Bonnie starts freaking out and she's crying and she's pulling out like all of the spell books, like looking for something to bring I her back. I can fix this. I can fix yeah. this. Yeah. And Elena's what in the background do? like calling the ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Th- that's the extent of your powers, girl. <laughs> uh, I know. So RIP drunk grandma. We had way too little time with you. We appreciated you so much. I love seeing you do that brain thing to Damon. And that I loved badass. when Stefan remembered you from 1968 when you were giving a political speech. 1969. Oh, 1969. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. How could I forget that year? All these days are very important. 19 or 1963, 1969, Chicago, 1983, 1864. Yeah. So that was a huge bummer, and Bonnie's freaking the fuck out, and it's really sad. But then, we need to, we need drunk grandma. Yeah. She's like the experienced witch. Yeah, and how is Bonnie going to learn now? Uh, I don't know. The witches, they're dropping like flies, and it's yes. so upsetting. It is a bummer. And the whole time, there's this like really triumphant so- sounding song <laughs> that's really loud <laughs> through yeah. this whole thing. And Bonnie's like screaming and crying, and it's just a really weird vibe. But uh, the actual end of the episode, we pan back, well, not pan back, we cut back to the tomb. And the blood bag that Damon threw exploded against the wall. And some of the blood has dripped down to a vampire mummy who drinks a little bit of it and starts Mm -hmm. shuffling out of the tomb. And he's able to walk out the door. I guess because Grams died, like the spell must have been broken. 
I don't know. Oh, I think so. Whatever the reason, apparently anybody can get out of the fucking tomb now after all these episodes spent trying to open it and it was so impossible. But anyway, we have this like... We have this like prominent or this like foreboding of there being another vampire from 1864 just wandering around. Like that's problematic on two levels. One, this person has no idea what the fuck is going on in modern day society. And two, there's another vampire on the loose. And the other ones could possibly get out too if somebody like stumbles upon the tomb or something. And also like they were probably his friends. So he's going to go back for them. Oh yeah, right? Like they were all in there together for a long ass time having orgies until they desiccated. (laughs) With their top hats on. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's not Top Hat I know. I wish it was. But hopefully we'll get to meet him soon. Yeah. All right. So quite an episode. I know that we already had an episode called The Turning Point, but this is a pretty big turning point. The tomb has been opened. Drunk Grandma is dead. We learned that Catherine has been living large this whole time, like far, far away. Mm-hmm. And shit is fucked up. It's really fucked up, but like at the same time, I feel like we wrapped up a lot of our current storylines. Yeah, like I don't even know what comes next. I know what comes next. I know. (laughs) So I imagine that Damon starts like going on the hunt for Catherine. Mm. That's my prediction. But aside from that, like I mean, we have a little bit about Matt and Caroline's relationship, and we'll deal with the fallout of drunk grandma dying. I'm like so upset about that, Claire. Like she was such an awesome fucking character. It really was. R.I.P. Girl. R.I.P. So who did we want to punch? Okay, I wanted to punch bartender Ben. Yep. Yeah, that guy fucking sucked. Like he was so stupid. He had a stupid look on his face every time that he was saying something, and just his inexperience at being a vampire was just so despicable. Yeah. I would also like to punch him. I think we neglected to include the most pun- most punch-worthy line of his, which was after Bonnie initially tried to escape, he, like, gets in her face and it was like, you're oh. pathetic. It was way too easy to to get you interested in me. Like, shame on you, you little hole. I know. Oh, my gosh. Bonnie doesn't deserve that, and Ben is a fucking idiot. But then he got set on fire, so that was very, very satisfying. I know. But, like, I was like, should I pick Ben for who I want to punch? Because he did literally die by flamethrower. But I still want to punch It was exactly what he deserved. It was. And we that would like to so punch his charred corpse. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Good choice. You stole mine. Um, who else would I like to punch? I guess... I would punch Matt again. Oh, yeah. If, you know... I mean, my first choice would have also been Ben. Matt was not as egregious in this episode. Like, he said fewer infuriating things, but he also was acting like a complete douchebag. He was. So, he needs to, like, turn around pretty quick or else I'm giving up on him. You know, at first, I was embarrassed about Matt being my first... (laughs) who you want to punch because I was like that was a horrible choice but I'm like very grateful that I that I had the foresight to pick him based on his behavior so far yeah like he was just so like he just treated Caroline so poorly and like he's the one that's being like weird Mm -hmm. it's so frustrating yeah and it's interesting rewatching this show like paying a lot closer attention than I normally would because I don't think I ever really noticed what a douchebag Matt was like Mm -hmm. Because it's always in subplots. So yeah. So it never, like, stuck out as something to really think about too much. 
So I'm seeing characters differently doing this podcast than I did originally. I'm going to say something that's going to really shock you right now. Okay. For a long time, I hated Bonnie. She was one of my least favorite characters. Wow. Not so much in this first run of episodes, but like in the future. So I'm interested to see if I feel the same way as stuff starts happening. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like, I came to love her eventually, but it took a long time. That's good to know. So I I don't know if I was just an idiot or what. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Bonnie has... At the very beginning, like, it was a little weird with Bonnie because she was kind of, like, not wanting to, like, deal with Stefan, like, Mm -hmm. in the first couple of episodes and stuff like that. But I do love her, but I think that a lot of the reason why I love Bonnie is because of Drunk Grandma. Yeah. So I'm interested to see kind of how my opinion might change of her. I'm trying to remember why I hated her so much. Mm -hmm. I can't remember specific things because, like, in the last few seasons of the show, I loved her. And yeah. So I, it's, I, I'm kind of worried about future plot lines. Like, am I going to start not liking Bonnie? Because I'm really enjoying her being my favorite. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. Stay tuned. So I think that that um, who you want to punch, Matt, is a good segue into Why Are Men for yes. this week. And can I actually start with a real world Why Are Men story? Oh, yeah. I love when we, you know, bring a little snippet from our outside lives to our viewers. Yes. So this just happened to me today. Um, I play in ensembles at a local music school, and we had a class today uh, before we started report, uh, recording this episode. And like 20 minutes before the end of class, this like 60-year-old white dude like was creeping outside the room, like staring in through like the little window at us. Mm-hmm. And... I assumed he was, like, somebody's friend, but nobody seemed to know who he was, and the teacher kind of yelled at him, like, hey, cut it out. Yeah. Because he was just unblinkingly staring into the room. And so eventually he just came in and was like, is this better? And just, like, sat his ass down and, like, just sat there watching us for the last 20 minutes. And everybody's like, what is going on? Who is this? And I think he was, like, going to use the room after we were done, but our class was not over for 20 more minutes. So, you know, calm down, Beyonce. But... (laughs) Oh my gosh. But the worst part was that when we finally wrapped up and everybody was packing up their stuff, uh, the my classmate who was singing the song that we had been practicing at the end of the class is this like, I don't know how old she actually is, but she seems very young, like young, cute girl, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very personable. And he goes up to her and he's like, can I, you know, say something? And she's like, okay. And he starts, like, trying to give her advice on singing. Like, you need to breathe better. Oh, (laughs) no. I know. And I just, I I was, like, trying to wrap my shit up and, like, go and tell the teacher I'm going to miss the next class, things like that. (laughs) But I go over to one of my classmates who I've uh, known for a long time. And I'm like, do you see what's happening? Like, what is this guy's deal? And so I actually said to him, people wonder why I'm always complaining about white men. I wish that they were all in here right now. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. That's so horrible. Like, yeah. first of all, he wasn't even supposed to be in yeah, there. Like, who the fuck is he? He doesn't even go here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so horrible. And the first thing he does is go to a young woman and try to tell, like, mansplain singing to her. And she was doing a really good job. I'm sure she was. She's singing and playing bass at the same time. Like, it was good. And he sucks. So eventually I just went over and there was like, hey, you didn't, you sounded great today. And he walked away. Of course he did because someone 
Oh my gosh. I also like did not acknowledge his existence at any point. I just went over as though she wasn't in the middle of a conversation. Good. And I think she appreciated it. I hope so. I've never really talked to her before. Gotcha. I'm sure she did. And bravo to you for doing that. Like us women have to protect each other in situations like like that. I cannot let this go on any longer. Like at first I thought maybe she didn't mind. But then I was just like, no, it's been like five minutes and he's still talking at her. Oh my gosh. So that is my why are men. It's not just on the Vampire Diaries that men are fucked up. So, you know, if any of you out there have wire men stories that you'd like us to give you advice on or to talk about on the podcast, please get at us on social media because we love talking about how men suck. It's great. It's one of our favorite activities. do. Yes. So in in terms of the show, Why Are Men, uh, Ben saying the thing about her, about Bonnie being too pathetic comes to mind. Yeah, absolutely. Because she like went up to him and kissed him first. And I'm like, that is some slut-shaming crap. And ladies need to be doing it for themselves. We can't always wait for dumbass guys to, like, get their shit together. I know, and it was, like, such a, I guess, not triumphant moment from last episode, but, like, such a positive message of, like, you don't need to wait around for a guy to, like, ask you out if you like someone. Just, like, go up and talk to them like a human being. And then for, like the show and Ben as the character to like pick that one thing to like follow up on and shame Bonnie of the next episode uh, it was just so frustrating boo boo come on people speaking of why are men um I'm reading a really great book right now called the mother of all questions um it's answering the question of kind of what it means to be a woman in today's world and not to take it upon yourself to answer that question but to ask why people are asking you that question in the fucking first place so it's really great i just started it but i'll report back later nice absolutely and maybe if i read it i'll understand why douchebags like damon will like murder people all over the place just because they're horny yeah They actually touch on that a little bit, but (laughs) we only have so much time. They like to blame biology, but it's really just entitlement. Yeah, it's the act of penetration making people feel powerful. Boo. Boo. It ain't right. Well, on that note... I mean, we could, we could continue. <laughs> we could. We, I feel like we've already talked enough about Matt for maybe a lifetime. But basically everything we said about him, why are men? Absolutely. So let's uh, go out on a high note. Uh, who should have done it? My grief from losing drunk grandma is like kind of blindsiding me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm going to regret saying this, but I felt so fucking bad for Damon. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I like his character. He's horrible. Mm-hmm. But I do like his character. And I wish that I wish that Elena was in the tomb and that Damon could have done it with Catherine 18... Or, oh my god. I wish that <laughs> Catherine was in the tomb and that Damon could have done it with Catherine 1864. I, like, yeah, that really enough. hurt me to see Damon that sad. I'm ashamed, but this TV yeah. show is pulling at my heartstrings. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't really cheer for anybody to do it in this episode, so my answer would be I hope that off-screen Aunt Jenna and Alaric were doing it. Ooh, I hope that's why they were And I feel like they were my who should have done it last week, too. And I'm not actually that invested in their relationship, but everybody else is kind of fucked up right now. Exactly. So. I know, it's a difficult one, for sure. Or, like, I wish Bonnie, instead of getting kidnapped and dragged into vampire business, could have been, like, doing it with a decent human being exactly if ben wasn't a flaming garbage pile yes exactly (sighs) 
times are rough in um, Mystic Falls, Virginia right now. Yeah, they sure are. And we've got probably around 10 episodes left this season. Uh, moving toward the end, it's like the new chapter seems to be the tomb being open. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are the consequences of Catherine already being free? Of Anna getting Pearl out? Of this new guy getting out? Like, what's going to happen? We still have some dangling things left over from previous episodes. Like, mm-hmm. Elena's still curious about, you know, her parentage and other stuff. <laughs> Alaric still, you know, has Seeking his uh, axe to grind with Damon over mm-hmm. his wife. So there are a few things that we're going to have to resolve in these next episodes. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm really pumped. Like, now I'm addicted to the show. And mm-hmm. for our listeners, we record about once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really hard because in today's modern age, I'm not used to watching television week to week. So... Yeah. Um, like, I just want to go home and, like, binge and watch it for, like, seven hours. But yeah. I can't. I'm dedicated to taking this journey alongside you, so. <laughs> yeah. I kind of binged this show before binging was really such a thing. Because as I think I've mentioned before, I originally watched this getting the <laughs> DVDs from Netflix one at a time. So I would binge four episodes, send it back, <laughs> binge the next four episodes. But... Yeah. That's awesome. What a timeless tale. I, I That only lasted me for the first couple seasons, and then I was watching along with the show week to week. So it is tough, because they have such crazy cliffhangers at the end of almost every episode. Oh, yeah. Just, I'm sure at the end of each episode of this podcast, you're desperate to know what we think of the next episode. Of course. And you don't want to wait, but patience. Patience. Yes, binging podcasts would be difficult. Yeah. Because we'd have to sit down and, like, record, like, a whole season. That's, like, 22 hours of podcasts. And that's a lot of podcasts to listen to. It is. That's true. Well, I think we should wrap up with our uh, final segment, Mystic Follows. Uh, We still have not set up our Twitter yet. We promise (laughs) we will do that eventually. Um, It's ironic because it's probably the social media I use the most in my personal life. But we'll get there. Uh, you can find us at Facebook at The VD Diaries. And The VD Diaries also is our Tumblr handle. And you could also find us on Instagram um, at the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. Uh, please rate us and review us on iTunes. We say this every week, and yet we still only have one review. <laughs> so I'm starting to feel a little personally insulted. Come on, get listeners. In, get on it. I know we have some followers, so we'd love to hear from you. Or else. Dun, dun, dun. And with that, have a wonderful week. Try not to magic yourself to death. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Mozzarella.